0: twenty twenty-one edition of you One Spurs, so good as ever to have to welcome you and we thank you once again for supporting our humble Tottenham Hotspur podcast. Though it's international break now, the Spurs drama doesn't stop, as Gareth Bell decided to use a pre-match Wales press conference to announce his intention to return to Real Madrid, where he's so loved, of course, when his loan expires at the end of the season. We might touch on that later in the pod, but as I'll explain in the moment, we want this episode to be all about positivity. There's too much negativity around our beloved Tottenham Hotspur today. Anyway, I'm Ian Wallace, and on the pod with me today are two more, two more of the regulars, plus a returning guest. Firstly, it's hello to my son, who's now 13 years old, Casper Wallace.
1: Hello. Hi.
0: And you've still never seen us win a trophy?
1: Yep.
0: In your lifetime, that's quite sad, isn't it? What do you
1: reckon? Are we going to win? Oh, I don't
0: know. Let's come on to that later. Then, as ever, I'm joined by Simeon and Peter Wright. Sim, how are you, sir?
2: I'm good, Ian. I'm looking forward to getting into this. I'm looking forward to a bit of positivity because it's very much needed.
0: Mm. Good man, good man. There's, there's a lot of negativity and some of it's coming from your uh, your workplace, talk to- sports, <laughs> so we'll come on to that later. Could only apologize. Um, Peter, how are you, sir? Have you had the jab yet? Being a little yeah, I've had the you first. Youngsters?
3: So I've had the first one uh, and the uh, second one's due on the 15th of April, but um, I've had some sort of like word from colleagues that some of their appointments have been changed because of running out of vaccine or something. I don't know, a, a bit of uh, a few clouds on the horizon there. You know.
0: Well, a, ma- a man of your standing, we you know we a pillar of the community. We need you to be vaccinated twice. Yeah. Um, and I'm delighted to say that back for a second sitting and his first appearance on the pod since the 21st of April, 2020, when he helped ye1 daily to review season 2005-2006 he's a man who's primed to catch at every news line from the likes of pep guardiola jürgen klopp oliver nesolsker his bbc sport cameraman and massive spurs fan chris smith hi chris welcome back how are you
4: oh yeah thank you guys thanks for having me back
0: and how how is lockdown for uh, or you know how is this period for a bbc cameraman what's what's different
4: Well, um, it's been very quiet in the world of sports, as you can imagine. Um, Filming-wise, I haven't filmed hardly anything. I've been working for news for a little bit, so I work primarily in sports. But yes, like press conferences and things like that are all being done over Zoom at the moment, so no need for me to travel to the Etihad or Old Trafford. As I say, it's all being done over Zoom, so I'm very quiet and looking forward to getting back into it. I did, I did,
0: I did see you at um, Glasgow Rangers the other week, though. What, what was that for?
4: Yeah, we did a six and ten o'clock news piece on Rangers winning the league after ten years. So that was a nice little bit of travel. That's the first time, or well, it's definitely the furthest I've been since this has all been going on.
0: So do you think you will be coming back? Do you think we will go back to normality or what do you think is going to happen? Because, I mean, you do a lot of press conferences on the Fridays, don't Thursday and Fridays. Do you think that will continue?
4: Honestly, I think at the moment, they, even if we get back to normal, I think it's so easy for the clubs to do it over Zoom. I'll be very surprised if we, we go there twice a week for post-match games, uh, um, you know, ahead of the games. I'll be very surprised. I think it's too easy for just, then to film it, one camera, and then you know, relay it on Zoom with the journalists asking the questions as usual. So I hope I'm wrong because you know that's that's, that's what I do when I'm not very busy with other things. You know, I've always got the press conferences to fall back on. Yeah. So fingers crossed.
0: Okay, well it's great to have you all with us. So as I briefly mentioned a moment ago, we want this podcast to be all about optimism because If you lay the facts of the season out, yes, we're out of the FA Cup and suffered Europa League humiliation last week. But after beating Aston Villa, we're now sixth and just three points off fourth place Chelsea. And it's worth noting that we're tied on plus 19 goal difference with the scum from West London. Chris, that's not so bad, is it? Why the negativity?
4: It seems like we've been having a bad season with some of the results we've had. But then if you look in... To the stats from this time last year after exactly the same games we've actually improved I oh, really you know we've we've surprisingly got the third best defense in the premier league and we're the fourth highest goal scorers really? and we're seven points better off than this time last season i mean it's i mean when i saw when i read that and looked it up i could not believe it um, well, well, Wow. But well, that is true. That is The stats are there. Um, so, you know, Mourinho's coming to do improve us. And stats wise, we have improved by seven. We're seven points
3: better off. Why does wow, it right. feel like a bad season, though? <laughs> I know. It's crazy.
0: Well, that, that, that's some really interesting stats there. Um, and, Casper, I just want to sort of say to you, you know, we're top of the form table, but are in crisis. Do you feel we're in crisis?
1: I mean, I don't think so, but you look at some of the points that we've dropped and you think where we could be, but I don't think we're in a crisis um, at the moment. Yeah, we've gone out the Europa League, but I, th- I, th- I think we've still got a lot to play for in the Premier League. And um, also, you know, when the, the games that we have dropped, like against Wolves, West Ham earlier in the season, Fulham, Newcastle earlier in the season, if we'd have, like, hold on in all of them, or won those games, would be third. So, you mm. know, it could be up to attitude in some of those games where thinking we're ahead in the game is over.
0: So that's that's two, that's Chris and Casper uh, saying where, you know, it's, it's not that negative. Peter, how, how do, you, do you feel positivity or do you feel negativity at the moment?
3: Um, if you asked me that question after the um, Dinamo Zagreb <laughs> game, you know, I was <laughs> kind of like apoplectic with rage you know just that <laughs> that following on from the North London Derby I was a I bit glass half full in the sense of following on from what Kasper said that Wolves and that West Ham game to, to hold on in those games would have given us four points would have uh, be now 52 points would we have now yeah. I'm not sure we'd definitely be above Chelsea
2: we'd be think. in the top four yeah I think we've held, held on those games, games. yeah, because be it's, yeah, so. it's only a three-point gap, so yeah, we would be so in So, from the top a
3: glass four. half full point of view, slightly more positive after one game, which shows uh, that we, we stayed in touch with at least with the top four. Not been not been cut adrift from that. So, I yeah. mean, clinging on to that, there's a little bit of positivity in that, I suppose.
0: So, Peter, you've got a teeny bit of positivity. So, Sim, I just sort of want to. I, I sort of feel there's a little bit of a media. Media whipping this up a little bit, but since you are in the media and on the radio, do you feel the media are whipping up a crisis agenda?
2: I think with a character like Jose Mourinho, there is going to be a higher standard that he's going to be held to because he has been at that high standard as well, and he's obviously still got the trust in himself that he is still a special manager and an elite manager. And I do think that because of that, we're going to come in for more criticism and. There will be an element of people who will want him to fail and that's what we've probably seen a lot of through the media for not you know, not just this time at Tottenham, but at Man United before and probably Chelsea before that as well. I, I just think in terms of the negativity among the fans, if you you know, disconnect the media from it and you just look at the Tottenham fans, I think it's just the manner of that week that went by with the Arsenal defeat, blowing a lead against Arsenal, um is I mean losing to Arsenal at any point is horrible anyway but then to lose like that and also to have been so high with the lamella goal which was one of <laughs> probably one of the best goals i think spurs have ever scored it was unbelievable so to go from that high of scoring that and actually i, I think I, I remember saying to peter at half time you know if we can or not half time so they scored just before half time didn't they but like maybe 40 minutes of that game if we hold this out you know finish, it's it's going to guarantee that we finish above arsenal you then proceed to lose that um that positivity from that and then you go on to the Zago game where you blow a lead again. And I think that's what it's born out of just the last week. But you're right to suggest before that the form before has been brilliant. And we are actually scoring, I think, four goals in most of the games. If you include like Wolfsburger, Palace and Burnley. So, yeah, I'm, I'm still positive and I'm still behind Mourinho, I've got to say. Um, I,
0: I, I'm not one for being a bit um, dramatic and sort of ever thinking there's ever like, you know, a media agenda. But Casper pointed out something to me. I don't know if you want to bring this up. About on Sky, seem to seem to have like a, very much a downer on us. Casper, don't you be watching the Villa game and you notice something?
1: Well, I think uh, I I don't know if it was both the commentators, but um, Gary Neville. Hmm. Thankfully, it wasn't Alan Smith commentating. Um, <laughs> but Gary Neville was was sort of slating us on how bad we were we were in the first half. But then also Villa didn't have a shot until like the 58th minute so I feel like I feel like they they sort of say stuff and then they bring out the stats and then they're just completely wrong
0: yeah I think I think I don't know if you remember the start guys that he was sort of saying they're overrun they're being they're in trouble they're going to get a bit battered here then suddenly a stat came up we had five shots and Villa had zero shots do you remember that guys
3: yeah I mean, yeah I, I said it at the time didn't I I do like, remember Gary Neville sort of seemed yeah. to be laying into us <laughs> yeah. a bit, a bit
2: yeah. and, it, and it goes it goes back to I think what I was saying before that just Gary Neville himself I think that I don't want to get too much into this but I just think that the Man United's side of Sky are very anti-Jose and I think that's kind of what you saw there but yeah I agree with Casper. that was pretty outrageous of that commentary
0: yeah that, that brings me nicely, that you mentioned Jose. Chris, can I come to you? Do, you? do you think there's been a change in attitude from the Spurs fans towards Jose where they sort of feel a bit sorry for him, do you think? Well,
4: I mean, I wasn't a massive Jose fan before he came, but after the docu- Amazon documentary, I was sort of warmed to him, yeah. thinking, right, he's turning a new leaf. It didn't work out at United, even though they did win two trophies. And I, I'm I'm coming to the fact I, I'm starting to feel sorry for him because I, I think the players at the moment um you know, you looked at the Arsenal game and you looked at Zagreb, you know, that was outrageously bad, as in not, not trying, not running back, not tracking back, not the effort, and I, you could see Jose after those games, and he was dis, he looked distraught, he looked like he was pale, he was absolutely devastated. I'm starting to think that. You know, when you've got Lloris coming out saying, No, the manager wants us to attack, etc., and they're not doing it, I'm starting to to feel a little bit for Jose, as in some of the players maybe aren't playing. To. I know we're meant to be talking about positivity, but maybe aren't playing for him, <laughs> and things going on behind in the dressing room that we can't see with the players that aren't playing. Yeah. And I, and I and at the moment, after hearing Jose speak after Those games and the one we won at the weekend, um, I, you know, I think there's something going wrong and I I am feeling a little bit sorry for Jose, only because the players are saying that he is telling us to attack and they're just not
0: following his orders. That's really interesting. Peter, how do you sort of feel towards Jose?
3: 25 million reasons not to feel sorry for him. (laughs) But but I I don't know. I, 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 I was sort of varying between has he kind of lost the players or not. You know, the lorries came out and said this stuff, but I just saw the set-off against the Arsenal and uh, I just couldn't, I was baffled by it. I saw the team sheet and um, I was excited and then uh, and then the game started and I thought, what's going on here? They're all, they're standing off and you've got David Luiz sort of tapping it about, you know, and no one closing him down. It, it's hard to, to tell whether, you know, he... They're following his instructions, or he's telling them to do. I can't. I can't imagine Harry Kane dropping off like that, by you know, just out of will. Or are they just knackered? I, d- I don't. know. I don't know whether it's. Uh, but sorry for him. No, I don't think I, I feel sorry for him. It just looked a little bit lost after those two games, though. Okay, Sims, uh, How do you sort of feel? Do
0: you sort of have a change in feeling towards him? Do you sort of feel like Chris possibly feel a little bit sorry for him?
2: Yeah, a a little bit, a little bit, because I'm quite a Jose sympathiser, you know. Even going back to his Chelsea time, I've I've always liked him. I like the character and I like the profile that he gives us as a club. And I I find it difficult to believe that he would, you know, with the tactical background that he has and with with the knowledge of football, he knows more about football than, you know, most people on this planet will ever know. I just, I'd struggle to think that he would tell the players not to press an Arsenal team who have given away goals for fun from playing out from the back from, I mean, just the week before they gave away probably one of the worst goals I've ever seen with Jacker against Burnley when, you know, he did the thing that we're all told not to do is pass across your own box. So I, I just struggled to see that Jose with the knowledge that he has wouldn't, would tell the players to just stand off and not exploit something like that. So I think maybe it just goes down to confidence and, S- something's definitely going wrong but I'm yeah I, I'd sympathise with him a lot
0: yeah I I agree I, I'm sort of with you Guy you, uh, you and Chris actually cause I, I, I feel sorry for him a little bit because I feel possibly the players aren't performing and you could sort of lay at his door but they're professionals you know if I don't like my boss I still have to work hard otherwise I'll get fired but in football he gets fired so that's sort of why I feel a bit sorry for him but how how would you sort of Casper how would you look to motivate for me Kane hasn't looked motivated for the last few games.
1: I think everybody knows he, he wants to leave. I I think if we if we're not winning trophies, if we're not winning stuff, he's he's obviously gonna wanna leave. But I think I'm not really too sure. I think you should just gotta say, you know, just keep playing and we could we could maybe win the Carabao Cup on like a one off game. I think I think that's the motivation and think top four and maybe the, and maybe even the Euros. I think that's going to motivate him a little bit.
0: Yeah, I agree. And um, P- Peter, how would you, you know, coming from a, a man of experience like myself, how, how would you sort of feel? Jose, what, what should he go in? What angle should he go at to motivate the players for the last eight nine games?
3: I just just to tell them, you know, that this is within reach. We're within touching distance of the um, the the top four, and it's just three points between us and Chelsea. I think it's there for the takings. You put some consistency together. With just really, apart from the League Cup, that should be his target. That's his remit. In terms of motivation, uh, singling out Kane, I don't feel that he needs motivation. I mean, if you watch, I mean, he spoke after the Villa game, I think. I, he didn't sound like, a, uh, And, and uh, picking him out as an individual, he didn't sound like somebody that needed motivating. For, oh, that's
0: interesting. You yeah. say that, Peter. I I've, I've felt... I just felt the last few games... Anyone else felt that he looks a bit off the pace and doesn't look
4: motivated? I think he's just absolutely shattered. He hasn't... You know, he's he's got to play for us every game, really.
3: Yeah, they brought him back from that knock that he had a little bit quickly, I thought. They rushed him back a bit and then he looked a bit off it. But then in the Villa game, I thought he was more more on it again.
4: Okay. Yeah. I mean, we've kept okay. him at the pitch sometimes when we've been like two, three goals ahead where I'm screaming at the telly saying, just get him off, you know, uh, we've won That's this a great game. great point, Chris. And and wrap him up in cotton wool, because he's so important for us. And Jose's kept him on. And then, plus, he played extra time as well. That did, didn't help. So, he, you know, I know he's an elite athlete, but, you know, it does affect players if they're playing twice a week as yeah. they are at the moment.
0: But, Chris, how would you, you... You've obviously played for some great managers, my dad being one of them. What, yeah. what would... <laughs> how would you how would you motivate them going into the last nine games
4: well as has as already been said you know the top 4 amazingly is still in reach you know if we put a run together as like other clubs have done we can do it we can, you know we can it's going to be you know it's going to be difficult but there's no reason with the players we have um, playing the right football, and the right attitude, as in like, let's push forward for once, because we've got these amazing tacking players, but our defence isn't that great. Why not go for it? You know, we've got a one-off game against City that anything out of all the managers in all the world that you want for a one-off game, it's Mourinho that can put the spoilers under City. So, you know, there's your, there's your motivation there. You can get Champions League. And you can definitely win against City. You, you never know. City could be way off it. They're in the Champions League. They've got games coming up in the week. We've got one game a week. We need all the luck we can get to beat the City, who are absolutely brilliant. But we can do it with Mourinho. Yeah. And he's spoiling tactics. He's a born there, mate. Casper, you wanted to make a point? Well, I think... All, uh, I know that against City, it will still be a
1: really tough game with... Obviously, their bench and their like squad depth, but I think it's like what is it like two days after the Carabao Cup final. Hopefully, they have a semi-final Champions League. Mm. So hopefully, they probably won't. But hopefully, they rest a couple of decent players.
2: The problem is, yeah. is that when City rest a player, it's it's, it's, another, it's a yeah, it's another like forty million yeah. pound plus player. That's the problem. But I see your podcast about One hundred percent. You know, Pep has been known to tinker with his team a little bit in these big games and we saw it in the Champions League last year so I think I think there's a a tactical game to be won there I really do
0: That's really interesting Peter what's your sort of thoughts on um, playing Vinicius and Kane up front what's your thoughts? Uh,
3: I I don't think it's a bad idea except that uh, up against real quality opposition whether that would work it's just that I'm thinking about the game well we beat them at we beat them at home this season and um it was, um, I mean, they basically uh, play, played, we just played a counter-attacking style, didn't we, in that game? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean,
0: I, I, like, I liked, and uh, Chris is a striker like myself, I sort of quite liked the way he run behind the the defence and run the channels, Chris. Did you like that in Vinicius?
4: Yeah, he worked out yeah, I mean, he, he, he makes some decent runs, mm. but it's just a shame we didn't cross any in the box for him the other night, because he's quite decent in the air. I'd like to see a little bit more of him Kane up front before chucking him into the final, to be honest. Because I think sometimes the ball doesn't stick with Vinicius. Yeah. As much as it, mm. you know, had been like a hold-up play. I'm just thinking against City, you know, you're hardly going to get... The who's, ball- your, who's your team then, Chris, Why? you well, are... I was just thinking against City. I mean, it's a bit left midfield here, but I was just thinking of someone... Like a pain in the backside, like Lamella, who will just snap. You know, you've got to play him until he gets booked and then haul him off. But someone that will run and run, like Moura, and just press and shut them down. Don't give them that time on the ball. And then, again, like we did at the start of the season, because this is City and they've got quality everywhere, see if we can just pinch it off them and then get them on the break. I cannot see any other way we're going to... We're going to beat them if we go man for man. So what I just team, increase? Well, I, I'd sort of go exactly what we said earlier, but I wouldn't go with two up front. Just like I was looking at the formation, so we normally have a four-two-three-one. But when we played like Southampton and Man United, and we played a European game where we scored four, I think that we played a four-three-three, and we scored like fifteen goals in three games. But I think against City. I think on the on the I'll just have Lamella in there somewhere just to snap uh, every ball until he was absolutely shattered. You know, you, I think we just need to press them. I'll also play Mora because he's playing brilliantly at the moment. He's probably our style man. And I have Hoybier and, and Dembélé in the middle. Obviously, you need someone like Son, and you've got Lamella, You've got pace on the break. I'm just thinking that's the only way we're gonna we're gonna be able to beat City pinching it knocking it long running on and getting them on the break
0: peter what what
3: would um, be your team peter no. in goal oh yeah. uh, reggie as the full backs uh, toby and Sanchez, center backs Bear front of that uh, now I'm, i I want to put push endon bello forward but i don't you know i'm just trying to resist using Soko in that position so but the only way I can fit him into the team is alongside Hoiber but give him a little bit more of a, a license to go forward perhaps and then in front of them Lamella just to really throw a few hand grenades around uh, in a positive way bite a few ankles uh, Mora, because he's playing so well Son if he's fit hopefully he will will be fit behind Kane uh, but having said that I just really want to see Endon belly Go forward, and I think he's got that in him to make things happen.
0: I I, I totally agree that that your your team picture is exactly my team. And Chris, going back to your point about Lamella, you know, Lamella is just imagine playing, and you know, we all play football. Imagine having someone like Lamella always around you. Yeah, just not making it easy for them. Yeah, I agree. Casper, who who would be your team for the final?
1: I reckon uh, Larice in goal, and then a five back. I would go Aurier, right wing-back, uh, Regan, left wing-back. I would go De Vincent Sanchez, Joe uh, Roden, um, and then of And then I would have uh, endon and Hoiberg, and then Lucas, Son and Kane up front.
3: Okay. Uh, it will.
1: It depends nearer to the time if, you know, if who's playing well in that front line. Well, in certainly in the right, sort of in like the right winger position where i put Lucas Moura. Because it could be Bale, it could be Lamel
0: it could be anyone. Okay, okay. It's, it's, it's really ironic that we've got five Spurs fans here and, and Bailey's not near the, anywhere near a starting place.
3: <laughs> yeah, that's interesting.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, for for me, I just want to add my two pen I think, I think, I haven't seen the full one. I don't know if you guys have. His comments are a bit of a sideshow for me because he might be just trying to get a reaction out of Madrid, so they let him leave. I don't know. What, what's your sort of, Anyone's thoughts on it?
2: Yeah, I've I've read the quotes. I've not listen to any audio or anything but I assume it is exactly what it looks like he's saying that he basically wants to go back to Madrid but I just can't I can't understand why he would want to go back there because he's not wanted there I I'm trying to process it and I'm just thinking like one for Jose how much of a kick is that to him trying to re-establish himself as the sort of elite manager and then he's got someone who's basically saying he's using the club as a revolving door to get fit for the euro so I think that's that's kind of the main crux of what he's saying isn't it that he's just using Tottenham as like a training ground and then and then so he could be be fit for the euro I just yeah it's really it's really quite baffling and I, I think it's almost like is it like a matter of club pride now that you know we don't actually pursue him permanently because this is someone who's pretty much said that he doesn't want to be at the club.
0: Chris have you seen it?
4: Yeah, yeah. I was very surprised, actually, um, because he looked like he was enjoying himself. But it seems to be a bit of a kick in the teeth now for uh, Mm. Mourinho and Spurs. The timing of it's a bit strange. Mm. Maybe as he hasn't had, you know, he did have a three or four game period where he was looking, looking good again. And then he's been on the bench and he hasn't really played. So maybe he's just getting a bit fed up. Part of this may be something in the dressing room that's not, that's not quite right with the players that aren't getting the game at the moment. And he's just had enough. But I was, yeah, I was surprised actually. So I don't he think it, it certainly doesn't help the matter.
0: No, you're right. And Pete, how do you sort of feel? Because I mean, you're, you know, we, 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 we the older ones possibly not used to people, you know, you know the, the, it's all about the club really a little bit. Do you feel a little yeah. bit.
3: Yeah, it's upset? just uh, I'm slight, slightly baffled. And then you think, well, What's he trying to do? And and then there's a feeling of like it's like almost having a woman break your heart twice, because I uh, <laughs> broke my heart when he left in 2013. You know, and it's a strange one because he, he I don't think he's done enough to really get back into that Real Madrid team. Well, he's not shown enough that that would make them want him. It wasn't a great reaction when he came off against Arsenal, was it? But then I feel that maybe something right. went on after he got hauled off against Arsenal. Yeah he's been sort of quite smiley-faced and stuff like that but then he looked really like he yeah, had He looked really like stony faced does, does he feel and it's, it's, does something's he, gone on does he
2: feel now that because of four or five good games that he's done it that he's back and that he should be you know like walk into the team again and then suddenly taken off against Arsenal he's thinking well hang on a sec I'm, I'm the best player again so you know, that that's, that's kind of what it looks like on the surface a little bit I
3: mean you, you feel slightly positive in the sense that he should feel upset at being taken off, because maybe one way of looking at it is thinking, maybe I could do something to affect this game, so why am I being taken off, you know? Uh, and on the other hand, I think, and then and then against Zagreb, didn't he come on just before they, they pulled the goal back? So that, yeah. the timing of that wouldn't have done him any favours, either, a bit like the West Ham game
0: it how do you feel being a youngster? How do you feel about Bao's commission? Because I know you were thrilled when he came back.
1: I can't really understand why he said it. Because even Zidane has said he doesn't want him back. So unless Real Madrid get a new manager, I, I, it's crazy. I, it? I just, I just can't see. I just can't get my head around why he said that.
0: I know, it's crazy. I mean, and I just want to go back to Peter. Your your comment about someone breaking uh, a woman breaking your heart. You're so handsome. Surely no one breaks your heart.
3: Oh, are you kidding? <laughs> <laughs> See, I I will i never forget him in his black suit at Real Madrid when he signed in 2013. I thought just like a dagger through my heart. Really, you know. I thought
0: the, 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 the less we talk about Chris's uh, womanizing, the better. <laughs> but Chris, I just want to come. I just sort of want to move on a little bit now. To you know. The positivity, you know, we've got ten fixtures left, ten games left. Okay, one of them is a cup final, and nine Premier League games. So, I sort of, Chris, I just want to sort of start start with you. You know, the next game we've got is Southampton at home. Is that right? I think, Sim, I think we got Southam- Newcastle was it Newcastle? Oh, Newcastle away? Sorry, Newcastle away. What, what do you think of that game, Chris? I'm going to go around to each one. Do you think we're going to win that game away?
4: Well. Newcastle are in absolute dire straits at the moment. They've got they've got massive injuries as well. I see what the, the actual international breaks probably come at the wrong time.
3: Yeah.
4: Because if we play them tomorrow, I think we'd we'll, we'd we'll beat them even with our up and down form. Although in the league our form is we've won four the last five. I I think we'll beat them easy. I still think we'll beat them. I think Newcastle are in three four. Uh, it's just a shame that we've got to wait two weeks for, uh, until we play them. But then we might get Sonny back and England might rest Kane against San Marino or whatever. So, But, um, but yeah, uh, there should be no problems against um, with our attacking players. Yeah. And if we go to win, we should have no problems really. Yeah,
0: I think we all agree around the table, do we? Virtual table?
2: Yeah, we should beat Newcastle. They're in
3: yeah, disarray right now.
0: Um, Peter, can I just come to you about the Man United home game we've got? What's your sort of thoughts there?
3: Mm, yeah, well, that's that's a difficult one because uh, that's against quality opposition. We've been found wanting, uh, I don't know if anyone saw that stat where we played, with all due respect, Wolfsburg, uh, Fulham, Burnley. I mean, we won those games. Palace as well. I mean, I think they were minnows. And, and then when you look at the quality opposition, the stats don't look very good. On on our day, I think we can beat beat anyone. You know, yeah. we ripped them a new one at, at El Trafford, didn't we? So yeah, depends uh, w- whether you know what what Spurs turn up really.
0: Exactly, and um, um, Sim, what do you think of the Man United game? Because that's a real like clincher game for us.
2: Well, you look at it in two ways, don't you? And the one and like from the opposition. I mean, on the one hand, they're quite good away from home. I mean, I, th- I think. They've only uh, there was, got to the point where they hadn't lost away from home for a year. I don't know if they have since. They possibly might have, but they went a year without losing away. But they've only scored three goals against the so-called top six teams this year. One of them was against us, and we beat them 6-1. And the other two were against City in the derby a few weeks ago, which, to be fair, was a really amazing result for them. Can I just so, say, I think yeah. we
3: do set up with too much respect against the big teams. Yeah. Every game. Yeah. Every yeah. time we've come up against a big team, it's a we've just given them too much respect. Liverpool, Chelsea, Arsenal, everyone.
0: Yeah, that's a great point, actually. I think we do. But, I mean, I, 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 do we feel we're going to win that game or draw that guy. I, I, I don't see us winning the game, but I'd take a draw now, Casper.
1: Against Man United? Yeah. I, I think you've got to. I think Man United, uh, what a team like that, I think, I think you've got to take it. With the players that they have, mm. and with Pogba coming back from an injury, you know, might be picking up a bit of form. I think you've got to take a joy against a
0: side like that. Sin, can I talk to you about Everton away? That's that's another tough game we've got. What do you think?
2: Yeah, that's a tough one, and maybe it's a game of mentality that because they've got a bit of pressure on them now. They're going for that Champions League place as well, and I, th- I think they've got quite a similar mentality to us as a club actually, where they always kind of fall short. So. It's going to be the battle, the battle of the Spursy teams, really, in in that game. But I think, uh, yeah, I don't see why we couldn't win that game. But I, if I'm honest, I don't think we will. And I couldn't see him lining up like he did in the cup because he pretty much U turned in the post match, didn't he? And said that I, I didn't want to play this way. This is what happens when we go attacking. So that's like, yeah, um, I don't think we'll win that game, no,
4: If I'm honest. <laughs>
0: What do you think, Chris, because that's one of our hardest games of the
4: season? That is a massive game. That is a massive because they are in and around us. Yeah, so to take three points off of them, that would be huge. Uh, as in, to get to that top four. Uh, well, or even the uh, Europa League places. You know, Everton are... You, you're right, Everton are just like Tottenham. You just do not know what team is going to turn up. On their day, Everton can be fantastic. But then they can, you know, turn up and play terribly as well. So it all depends what Tottenham turns up, as usual. If we're up for it, we can beat anyone, as you said. Um, but that is a huge, huge game. I think if we lose that, we kiss goodbye top four. But if we were to win it, we will go above them and we're back, it's back on. And that will yeah. give the players confidence.
0: And then, and, then, and then we go to a run of games before the end of the season. Then we've got uh, Sheffield United at home, Leeds away, Wolves at home, Villa at home, and then Leicester away. I mean, every one of those games, Peter, they are winnable for us, even Leicester away.
3: I think it's a question of attitude. I mean, do you say nine games? I reckon we've got to win six of those nine games. Really, yeah, I agreed. mean, you mm-hmm. talk about taking a draw against Man United. Is that going to be good enough? if you kind of like cock it up against uh, Sheffield United or Wolves or something I think you've just got to really take the handbrake off and go for it I'm not saying gung-ho but just play on the front foot and play to the strengths of the players
2: I mean Ian do you think we need a statement win in that run of games I mean six wins Mm. might might do it but do we have to beat one of Man United, Everton and Leicester do you think to have any chance of being in the top four?
0: I think so. I think mentally, I think you know. I mean, the positivity that just our victory against Villa gave us all. I'm sure we'd all agree it gave us a bit of a lift, didn't it? Mm. I just think beat Newcastle, uh, yeah. Man United and Everton in like we you know in succession, they're big games for us, and just to win one of them to get a draw would be huge. I just you know I I just think we could really kick on with those two games. But I think those Chris, to your point, I think those games define our season. Casper, do you think? Phase two games to find their season?
1: Uh, yeah, I think so. I think if we win them, it's a statement to everyone that I think, you know, we're not just a team that will, it's going to be in the Europa League for years to come. I think, you know, I think we can get into the Champions League. So I think we need to at least get a result in both of them games and get results in all the other games.
0: OK, I mean, I'm just going to go around the table now because I just sort of want to, Yeah, we we... We, I, I have to admit, I've been hugely negative and down um, the last few weeks. But now, now I'm sort of having, kind of chatting around this. We have potential to get into fourth place, haven't we? It's there, it's there for the taking for us. So I just want to go around the table and sort of ask us how we're we going to end the season, if a Caribou Cup win or lose, and then a season position. Peter, what do you think? Caribou Cup win or lose, and season position?
3: I think if we win one of the those. Big games, gotta beat beat one of the big clubs. We can do it. Uh, in in terms of the league position, fourth. Caribou Cup, I'm not so sure. On, okay. City seem to be on a mission there, but I think definitely the league. I think we can do it. Uh, yeah. One-off game in the Caribou Cup. Who knows if he sets up to frustrate them. I mean, he can he can pull it off in a one-off game, I suppose. But I'm not so sure. League position, we can do it though. Uh, that's really that's really positive. I love
4: Chris. What's your sort of positivity on this? Uh, well, as I said earlier, for the cup final, if there's one manager you would want to spoil someone's party, that'd be Mourinho. And if the players aren't up for a cup final, they'll never be up for anything. Yeah. It, you know, my heart wants first win, but City are massive favourites. But you never know. You know, they lost to United the other week, mm. and they was on that an amazing run. They could have their eye on the semi-final Champions League. You know, we need all the help we can get, but oh, I don't know. As in the league, I think we're just going to miss out. I'm not sure. The only other thing I should have looked at but haven't is the, the sides around us. Because we've only got to play Leicester and United and um, Everton are around us. But and I just wonder what, you know, the likes of Leicester have got to play. Because they seem to have been playing some mid-table-to-bottom teams lately where, where their big games are and just seeing who what they're running is like compared to ours. But I think we're just going to fall short, but we will definitely get into the Europa League. Um, I mean, I hope I'm wrong, obviously, but um, I think we've just left it a little bit too late and we'll look back again about all those little draws and silly mistakes we've done and be kicking ourselves.
3: Can I just say, but, interestingly, we play Leicester on the last... Day of the season, don't we? Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. We do. yeah. That could be interesting. Yeah. Casper you know. um, just showed me that Leicester have got uh, City and West Ham in the next few weeks, so that that's really interesting. Tough yeah. games, tough games. Um Casper, what do you think? Caribou Cup and league position.
1: I think the Caribou Cup. Do you know what? I think we'll go all the way to penalties. I can just, I can <laughs> feel it. I think we'll go all the way to penalties and lose. And I bet you Eric Dyer will miss the penalty. Oh, positivity. Just positivity. I, I, know, I, just feel it. I just feel it. I just feel it. And I think, I think we will get top four. No, oh, you do. That's I think good. we will. Okay. I think the results have helped us. Like not the results, but our next few games will help. Okay.
0: Cool. And Sim.
2: Oh, yeah. I, I'll be repeating everyone else that the Carabao Cup final on our day we can do it, but just look at the quality of the team that we're playing. It's such a it's such a big point that Casper makes about the Champions League, about them having that joint thing to think about. I suppose the, the other side of that is that they don't have the league really to think about anymore. I think we'll lose that narrowly the Carabao Cup final. I am afraid it will be between us and Chelsea for fourth. I think, and what we're yet to see with Chelsea is how they respond to defeat because it was Tuchel's what thirteen Thomas Tuchel's thirteen fourteen games in and. Hasn't lost, so you know what— one defeat for them, and they could suddenly find themselves in a bad run and not how, know how to respond. And also, they've got the Champions League to think about as well. So,
3: mm.
2: I think they'll, I think we'll go close with Chelsea. And if I'm going to say that we're going to lose the final, I suppose I owe it to all of us to say we'll finish fourth. So, yeah, I think scrape above Chelsea and finish fourth, but lose the Positivity, cup final.
0: Positivity, I like that. I, I'm I'm going to um, to win the cup final. But I, I think we're gonna massively fall away in the league. I reckon we're at eighth or 9th. I just think Chris's point about Jose on the day I watched the Man United the Man, Man when Man United beat City the other week. It just had a way of playing against them and the City didn't like it and I just wonder, as Chris you say about Jose, you might have sort of seen that and think, Yeah, I'm gonna play like that. It's just gonna disrupt their rhythm. And then suddenly I mean you know you know yourself when you're playing the game, if you can't get into a rhythm don't play well so I'm going for us to win the cup final and it's going to be the most horrific 90 (laughs) minutes of our lives but (laughs) I think we're going to finish about 8th or night
2: that qualifies us for the Europa UEFA Europa Conference League that's
3: that's a nightmare (laughs) nightmare.
0: you say say that guys but you know imagine we're going to be we're going to go to a Thursday night a white hot lane it will be great you know what's not to love
2: Playing the Georgian champions.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Come on, positivity sin. Right, yeah. the, the last little bit in, the, in uh, the podcast, which has been all about positivity, okay? I just think in midfield, I just want to throw this out there, so I'm just wrapping up in a minute, but I just want to throw this out there. We seem to have a lot of players who I don't really know where they play. Like Lo what is Lo Is he a 10? Is he a holding midfield player? What is he? I don't understand what he is.
2: I think, he's like, I think he's like a less advanced 8, to be honest. I think he's he's like uh, yeah I, I don't he's, he's, not, he's not what I thought he was really
0: yeah I don't know he mean he's, he's got a bit of bite about him yeah. it's funny that none, that in any of our lineups he he's
4: not
3: featuring is he up in it. Well, he's always injured yeah. Yeah, good point. <laughs> it's always easier that we don't know what he is. I just think, yeah, I, I, I just
2: think he's, I think he's like an he's almost like a six, like a midfield six. I, he's, he's, not, he's, he's, he's almost more defensive than attacking. He's not really got goals in them, has he? He can put a foot in,
3: but I don't know if he's that defensive. Well, no, he's more of an eight, that,
0: He's hit. like a player. I just don't know what he is. And did we buy him? I don't know. Did we buy him with a with a strategy, or just did we buy him because I don't know he was available at the time? I don't know. I just. I'm just, I'm just not some sure sometimes of our transfer strategy. But anyway, we 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 do, we digress for the negativity. Let's go for some positivity. Like we've got nine games left. Okay, we've got a cup final. We can qualify for top four.
2: It's not a dead season like with nine games to go. We're not looking at it going. Oh, we just can't wait for this to be over. We actually do have stuff to look forward to. So, yeah,
4: our players have just got to be well up for it and have that belief and City have got to have an off day.
0: <laughs> and, can I, can, and, can I, and Chris, can I, I don't know if you remember the Manor when they won the FA Cup against them. Do you remember it was a last-minute throw in? Massively long throw, bundle in the box and the goal went in.
4: Yeah, I'll, I'll
0: take that all day long. Yeah. No problemo for a bit of trophy, a bit of silverware. That'd be great. Right, guys, I really, really appreciate your time. Positivity. Let's stop the negativity on all these other podcasts. Let's all be positive. Spread the word, guys. Chris thank you so much for joining us I hope you get a bit more sports work thank you pleasure as always Um, Casper great to have you back keep taking those uh, Covid tests (laughs) yeah I will and uh, Sim and Peter thanks so much for your time guys cheers
3: guys cheers
2: guys thank you very much
0: and thanks everyone else for listening and we'll uh, keep spreading the word of YE1 Sports thanks guys keep safe take care